I've been waiting 23 years to say that. Oh, by the way, I realized this morning when I was re-watching this episode, this is the one I thought was blood. Yeah, that's what I figured <laughs> when I was watching it. I was like, this is definitely... This Ma- is- Matt's mentioned vampires. This makes mm-hmm. sense. This is 100% the episode I thought was blood, and it makes sense I thought this one was blood because this one has an even dumber name than blood. It- I gotta say this. Well, this wait, epi- hold on. First, let yeah. me let me real quick. I'll start the show because I almost yeah. forgot to do that. Uh, this two broke geeks. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. All right. Yes. Okay. Now you can keep going. <laughs> All I was gonna say was I had a hard time with this episode. You know what? It's better than I remember, but not by much. And we'll talk about why. We'll talk about the things that I do like about it even though I still think it's a fairly weak episode, and we'll definitely talk about the problems I have with this episode. This week is Season 2, Episode 7, titled 3, the number 3, not the word 3. And it's weird that I have the problems with this one, because it's uh, directed by David Nutter, who's a good director, and it's written by Glenn Morgan, James Wan, who are good right. Uh, James Wong. I always say James Wan. <laughs> James Wrong James Wan. But there's also a third writer on this one, which is unusual, uh, Chris Rupenthal. Um, And this is the stopgap episode uh, that is dealing with Scully being gone. Well, it doesn't even really deal with Scully being gone, but we'll talk about that. Barely. Yeah, which is one of the problems with the episode. It is the one, though, where Scully is gone. She's abducted. She'll be back next episode. Spoiler alert, everybody. Um, and it really feels like a stopgap episode. Like, it really feels like somebody went, we have to put something here now. Yeah. I I didn't hate this episode. No, I no. just felt, it just felt bland and boring. Mm-hmm. And I actually, we'll get, when we get there, I'll mm-hmm. kind of get more into it. But it, it like, I was kind of confused with certain characters a, a little until bit of it is, near the end. There's a better episode here and uh just a little it does say um in some of the production notes online it does say um that glenn morgan felt that the uh doing an episode about vampires was a mistake and james wong said he ended up disappointed in the episode saying that the script that they wrote was a lot better than the show and the episode was weakened by the uh, Fox censors who had some problems with the episode. And uh, David Duchovny said that the episode had style, which I'll agree with him on. There's some neat style things in this and we can talk about those too. Uh, But he said it suffered some lapses in logic. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, 
So with that being said, uh, we'll dive in. This episode does take place in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, during a fire. During a which fire. I'm like, ah, oh, like I haven't seen enough of those. Right? It literally starts off with this dude, Garrett Laurie, uh, standing, drinking wine, watching the fire burn in the watching distance. Watching L.A. burn. And it turns out he's about to have a one-night stand. Uh, he met this anonymous woman at a party. And he's like, well, I, I don't normally, you know, send my wife and kids away to, to do this kind of thing. But yeah, just I knew I had to have you. And so they start having sex in his hot tub. And the woman bites him and starts to drink his blood. And then two other men jump in and they all kill this dude by repeatedly stabbing him with hypodermic needles. And so... Uh, then, you know, that's the pre-credits and then the after-credits, not after-credits, but like once the credits are over, the, the opening credits are over, Mulder goes into his old office back down in the basement, which uh, everything was covered in plastic, which I didn't understand. Like, wouldn't they have cleaned that area out rather than just throwing sheets of plastic over? Not necessarily. Sometimes... Depending on if they don't have places to put things or whatever. Oh yeah, or that's true. I didn't they're just the assu- the assumption that maybe the stuff, even though it maybe the X Files would be done, but they might find usage for the space and the stuff. That's true. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Um. And basically, it's just this scene, and it's really the only scene that fully acknowledge. Well, there's one other scene where he kind of talks about sort of, sort yeah. of. Which is one of my major... This should have been the stopping at nothing to find Scully episode. But, uh, even though we already just had that episode with Ascension where he was trying to get Scully back from Dwayne Barry, this really should have been the Scully is missing, we need to figure out where the fuck Scully is episode. But, okay. But basically he just, uh, he has Dana's badge and he has her glasses and he has her cross necklace and her X-File. And he, you know, files her X-File away, puts her badge and glasses away and keeps the necklace. And then his phone rings and then we go to the crime scene back in Los Angeles and Mulder shows up and... It happened again too with the badge. (laughs) At least this time, it feels like maybe the guy looked at it a little bit longer than those other Maybe. Two. Maybe. But it's one of those things, again, where I'm like, eh, do they... Re- how, how do... I'm... God damn it. I need a cop to come on this show and explain <laughs> No, you me. don't. What? No, you don't. Well, no, I don't. I need. Uh, that's yeah. true. With all the cops going, I need somebody who understands this to explain to me how this. How do they know that he whips that thing out, shoves it in their face? How do they know it's real? That's all I want to know. <laughs> somebody, please, God damn it, tell me. Because <laughs> that's how. Because just flipping over real quick to another show. That's how Sam and Dean get away with all their shit on Supernatural. Yeah, is they, they totally do. And they They're just aren't like, FBI and, agents, but they whip out their fake FD, uh, FBI badges, flash them at somebody, and nobody bothers to look. 
Not only that, but they always pick names of like of singers. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that part is going yeah. a little bit too far. But if that's no, they literally. I remember one episode. They were literally Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, like, I know. And they've into, been. Like, um, <laughs> Uh, they've been several other. They've been like Neil Per and a couple other. They've been all kinds of like f- yeah. famous uh, '80s rockers. But they, what it comes down to is they pull the badge out, they open it up, they show it to a cop for like five seconds or less, and then stick it back in their coat, just like Mulder and Scully do. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> so. Um, at first, the cop is like, look, you know, this is L.A. We've seen weird shit killings before. Well, actually, back up just a sec. Before uh, Mulder arrives on the scene, one of the cops says to the other cops, make sure the blood writing on the wall doesn't make it into the paper. Uh, then when Mulder shows up, he's like, well, I'm here. Like, I know he's like, I don't care about jurisdiction. I don't care about getting the arrest. I don't care if you take the credit or whatever. I'm just here to stop this. Cause I've seen these kind of murders before. And he talks about how he saw these, you know, all these similarities to other crime scenes in Seattle. And Me- I just watched this this morning. I know one of them was Memphis. I think the other one was Seattle or Portland. One of those. Um, He's like, you know, and they, they had hypodermic needles and they um, smashed mirrors and yada yada. And he's like, okay, well, there's one other thing that you don't know about. And Mulder's like, they wrote on the wall in blood, right? And the cop's like, oh, 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 okay. So you do know about this. Um, they write biblical passages. Um, and Mulder... As, as Mulder puts it, though, like a really bad... Uh, interpretation of the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> something about uh, they have the same paper thin literal translation of the Bible as like zealots or something. He's uh, something about like televangelists and like mm-hmm. guys with like long white beards. <laughs> yeah, he says, uh, you know, and they they think they're the unholy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the unholy Ghost. And I'm like, okay. Um, and so Mulder. Uh, goes I can figure this out without any because the cop is like look the fire is going on we don't have resources to to help you out we're kind of busy and Mulder's like I only need one thing and he starts calling all the local blood banks and calling himself Marty Mulder which um, his father's name is Martin right no it could be is this I I thought his father's was Martin yeah and uh, I know that. I'm just drawing a complete blank for some reason. Um, and basically he said, you know, he's posing as a guy from the the payroll. And he's like, um, there's a problem with your new person on the payroll. And she's like, oh, you mean so-and-so? He, yeah, he... D- which, you know. I, which for me it is a red flag. Because first of all, you don't just give out names like uh, of assumptions. Right, exactly. Like, normally you're like, well, can you tell me the name of the person it is? Mm-hmm. Like, no one just bl- blatantly just goes, oh, you mean Frank? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so Mulder goes to the blood bank... And scares the shit out of the poor janitor who's going to replace a light bulb. That poor guy. I know, right? He's like, 
<laughs> Mulder just, oh man, he pulls his gun on him and everything. And um, he's like, oh, uh, well, I was just going downstairs anyway. Uh, that, that friggin' new guy keeps unscrewing all the light bulbs down there. And so Mulder goes down into the basement and he finds this dude drinking blood right out of the bags in the storage room, which, oh boy. And this is one of the parts I actually thought was pretty damn good um, when we're talking about style and everything. When he captures him and the next scene is in the interrogation room with all the lights on and the dude is just... Uh, and they play it really well, like maybe this guy is just a guy who thinks he's a vampire. You don't know, because he's just rolling around in the interrogation room with his arms over his face, screaming, Turn out the light! You're killing me! You're killing me! Turn out the light! And the two cops are sitting there looking, and Mulder comes in, sits down like a lamp with like a red gel over it, turns the lamp on so the room turns red and shuts the light off, and the rest of the scene is in re is in like this red lighting, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a great little effect. And so the 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 vampire says, I'll talk to him, but not you guys. Um, and he starts prattling on all this stuff about like, you know, I'm the son and he, and, you know, the other one is the father and she is the unholy ghost or unholy spirit. See, this is where, this is where I started getting really confused and it doesn't help throughout the episode. Yeah. Uh, when we get more into it, because I was just like, okay, so there's three of them, obviously. Mm -hmm. and, and they, but then, they, it's so weird. They're kind of like their own little religion, uh, just the three of them. And basically, what he, he the whole, he does a lot of rambling, but it, basically he's like, the reason we're vampires is because we don't want to die. And... Mulder's like, oh, so you're a vampire, huh? So you don't like to look at yourself in mirrors. And the guy's like, I can't see myself in a mirror. Mulder, meanwhile, is like pulled a mirror out of his pocket and kind of looking at it. He's like, I can see him in the mirror. So you get the idea that maybe Mulder doesn't believe he's really a vampire. <clears throat> and um, he's like, all right, fine. Like, you don't want to you don't want to talk to me fine and he's like well you can't do anything to me because only they can kill me and Mulder's like okay fine and he takes him to a regular jail cell that has windows and he's like and the the guy is standing over in a corner like in the shadow and Mulder's like when you're ready to talk just let me know otherwise in a couple hours you're not going to be able to hide from that sunlight it will reach all the way to the back of the room so just let me know. And he walks out. <laughs> and then turns out uh, this guy burns up. Like he decides not to talk. And surprisingly enough, like instead of just being a crazy dude who drinks blood, uh, the son comes all the way into the cell and burns up this guy identified as the son. So... <laughs> Um, Mulder comes back, obviously, once they've discovered this guy's burned up and he's like, uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think vampires were real. 
he's like, I didn't expect this at all. And the medical examiner is like, well, you know, there are, there's like this disease where you're sensitive to the sun. And Mulder's like, yeah, I know. Like, that's probably where vampire legend, I thought that's where vampire legends got started. But like those people get maybe some blisters on their skin and maybe need to have like an iron deficiency. But this guy's got fourth degree burns all over his body. <laughs> Except for the one spot that had like cr- the crucial info to keep the show running. Yeah, super convenient, by the way, that all of a sudden he's like, wait, what's that on his hand? And the <laughs> ME is like, um, a, uh, uh, some ink of some kind. Oh, let me see what it says. It says, and by the way, most on the name knows on the nose named club <laughs> club tepish as in vlad tepish as in vlad the impaler as in drag that's a real club <sighs> i looked it up it's a real club oh is it really yeah it's a bdsm club out here in la Ooh, sexy because or like yeah fetish and stuff like that here because a- i was curious i was curious so i looked it up while i was uh, uh, like, oh, is that a real place i'm like oh god it's a real place <laughs> oh yeah it says the vampire lifestyle or vampire subculture is an alternative lifestyle the vampire blah, 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 goth subculture but also incorporates elements of sadomasochism cool so next time you're out here we have a game plan <laughs> I, yeah i guess we're gonna check out a vampire club and yeah yeah <sighs> And so Mulder walks in, sticks out like a sore thumb because he's dressed in his suit and tie. And the rest of these people are dressed like goth kids and covered in piercings and everything. And he, this is trying not to be conformist. And this is where it starts to get wicked confusing, like you said, because he meets this woman named Kristen Killar, who looks fairly normal. And by the way, we didn't see the face of the woman at the beginning of the episode, so you start to think that this is the woman that killed the guy at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, and Which you kind of gave away like what what what's going to happen later, but it doesn't really matter. Right. But well, and it gets even more confusing because then you're like, okay, uh she clearly drinks blood because she talks about it and everything and then Mulder is like okay and she gets up and leaves with another dude named I don't think his name is even in the episode but his his name's not but wait we gotta back up a little bit because I want this I don't know I I shouldn't laugh but I did laugh because of the way it was just presented because you have his inner because she's like putting lipstick on her face and the way Mulder figured out that she might be involved is she doesn't have a mirror in her little like oh it's not in her compact case yeah it's not in her compact then for somehow not sure i don't even know how he finagled his way into a conversation with her i have a hard enough time talking to women at well clubs. he walked right by yeah. her and he kind of like stared at her and she actually initiated the conversation first she said i know but then it got like so it got so like like weirdly sexual really fast Mm -hmm. but then like because she's talking about the idea of drinking blood or whatever as they're sitting in the corner to the point where she pricks her finger 
like with blood and then puts it to Mulder's lips where he just grabs it and just goes AIDS. Yeah, I know. Which that, that was a real yeah, thing. Well, and that's the other thing is uh, yeah, we're going to talk. It was the delivery. The delivery of it made me laugh. The subject matter was not, but it was just yeah. the way it was delivered. It's just like, it's like you just say AIDS and they, they just run with it. Oh, for sure. I know. It's, he's, and I know the the vampire subculture in real life is a really God. I don't like to judge people for things, but there is that real thing, and they do drink blood, and it's all very unusual to me. In that, but my understanding did I as a weird subplot or segue? Maybe I'll talk about the end. Did I ever tell you my experience with a vampire? Like a re- like someone who thought they were really a vampire. I, I boy, I feel like I'd remember that story. I don't know if I ever did or not. I don't think you have. I feel like I would remember that. Seems like it would be up there with friggin' uh, loincloth guy inviting you to an orgy. Well, okay, we'll finish this. Uh, we'll finish this, and then stick around to the end, and I'll tell you a fun little oh, yeah. story you're gonna have to about t- my. You're gonna <laughs> have to now. People are gonna be like, "Wait a minute, what he does?" <laughs> They're gonna want to know. Anyway, the point I was yeah. trying to make was, I think in real life, in the vamp- vampire subculture, there is some erotic element to it. I don't know for sure. It's just my understanding of the the thing, but um. So anyway, this girl Kristen, this woman Kristen, who, by the way, was played by David Duchovny's then-girlfriend, uh, Perry Reeves, which may or may not contribute to the way this whole episode went. I have no idea. Um, she gets this other dude, and they leave, and Mulder follows because he thinks she's the unholy spirit in this unholy trinity, and he finds them in a restaurant of all... Like, they go to a restaurant to fuck, which is weird. Um, yeah, called uh, called Ra. Called Ra, yeah, like the sun it's god. It's like the sun, yeah, yes. Uh, and he peeps in the window, which, I mean, giggity. Um, and she's in there licking blood off his chest. And Mulder thinks that this dude is dead. So he, like, runs in to try to catch her. But they notice he's outside, and so this dude comes up and just beats up Mulder, who falls down the stairs and uh, goes. Back. He's like, "Yo, we're I don't know what's I don't know what's your problem, freak, but we're two consenting adults. Fuck, get out of here." <laughs> um, goes back inside, and he's like, "Kristen, Kristen, Kristen, where are you? Come on out." As someone as someone who works in the food industry. That's extremely not up to code or sanitary whatsoever. Everything that happened there. <laughs> nope. But uh, she comes out or a woman comes out and like, he's like, oh, yeah. And then like another <laughs> two other dudes. I wish I wish he said exactly that. Oh, I wish that. he had been like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. But the dude gets murdered. So, you know, and then... Uh, Mulder shows up 
to the murder scene the next day and he's like oh this dude's got the the hypodermic needles and he finds the can of raspberry sauce that has fingerprints on it and he's like get these fingerprints we need to know stuff about the people and <laughs> and things <laughs> um turns and he uh well and he also finds out uh you know he talks to the emmy and the emmy is like uh well uh, looks like this person was attacked by three people and we're like wait a minute three people i thought that other vampire burned to death so something's going on and then Mulder finds out Kristen's name from her fingerprints and he runs a background check on her discovered she lived in the places that the other murders happened and so he's like all right and he lets the LAPD know and they get a warrant and they go into her home um and they find all this blood stuff they find the needles they find like a cup that I guess you would put on a snake bite to get the venom out but this was used to like suck blood out of the wounds or whatever and Mulder finds this is also where it gets wicked confusing. Mulder finds a loaf of bread full of blood in the oven, um, which I don't quite understand how the blood was still liquid after being baked into the bread. Yeah, but... makes no sense. And for whatever reason, he hides it from the police and goes, oh, she's not here and she's not coming back. And it's like, okay. But then nighttime comes, and sure enough, Kristen comes back to this house, and Mulder's there waiting for her. And he's like, all right, uh, they're after you, aren't they? And suddenly, this is the part where I start going, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it just made no sense. And... She's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you were you were looking for protection because legend says that if you eat blood baked into bread, something, it's so weird. It's something about protection if you eat blood. It's like warding blood. evil spirits and stuff like that. Yep. And f so it turns out Kristen goes, well, I met this dude, calls himself the son. I met him in Chicago. We did blood sports together, which I guess is like water sports only with blood uh so they were guess, like yeah. having bloody sex or something i don't know she says blood sports and then she's like but you know then he started getting like super intense and he formed this thing called the unholy trinity with these other people and they started like actually killing people instead of just playing with blood and i didn't want any part of killing anybody but when i got away they started following me and so, this is one of the weirdest scenes in the whole fucking episode. It's so stupid, and it's so weird. Mulder's trying... He decides to, like, stay in the house with her to, like, protect her or whatever. But it's already, like, sexy because he's, like, got no shirt on, and he's trying to shave, and she's in, like, this little nighty, And he's she doesn't have mirrors because vampire... And he's like, oh, you don't have any mirrors. It's kind of hard to shave. And she's like, here, I'll do it for you. And she hops up on the sink facing him and, like, starts to shave his face. But, like, nicks him and gets some blood. It's supposed to be erotic, I think. But it's weird. 
It was uncomfortable. It's really weird. And they start making out, basically. And then we find out, however, that the son is back. He's, like, watching them as they do it. He's, like, being like a cuck. Um, which, again, giggity. Um, <laughs> and the next morning, he's, like, hiding out in the house in, like, the shadows. And he grabs Kristen and he's like, you can be one of us. You can you can become a full-on vampire. Just, just kill Mulder and drink the blood of a believer. Like, he believes we're real. If you drink his blood, you'll become just like us and never die. And so Kristen's like, all right. And she takes the knife and she goes into the bedroom where Mulder's getting dressed. Again, giggity. And she's like, all right, um, <clears throat> just... Uh, the fire is getting really close. Just go get in, go get your car. And Mulder's like, well, my car is all the way down the hill. And she's like, well, my car's in the garage. So just, just go out there and I'll, I'll be right with you. And she turns and she starts stabbing the vampire called the father who was just hiding in the bedroom <laughs> right behind Mulder somehow. Like, don't know how Mulder didn't see him. Um, and then the son jumps out at Mulder and Mulder does some fighting and knocks him aside. And Mulder and Kristen, they try to run out using her car. But then the unholy spirit, who is the woman that we thought that Kristen was, jumps onto the car and smashes out the sunroof and lifts Mulder out of the sunroof and, like, throws him. And uh, Kristen jumps into the driver's seat and she drives forward and smashes the unholy spirit into a peg on the wall. And so Kristen's like, run outside, run away, Mulder. And Mulder runs out and she runs back into the house and Mulder had tied up the sun to like a post in the house. And it was so weird. It's so weird. And she pours gas all over herself and lights a match, and then there's a great big explosion, which... I kind of laugh because I'm like, that dude, is not how that works. Yeah, same. Like, she poured not... some gas, and that house blew up like there was dynamite in the basement. Not only that, but then the next the shot next of shot... Mulder just sitting out there, and there's, there's nothing there. Nothing. Nothing left of the house. There is debris everywhere like i said it's, it's like there was it's like the house was just sitting on a pile of dynamite yeah <laughs> it's so stupid and also this scene has you can tell when they shoot in canada because they get the most canadian extras it takes place in la and this <laughs> firefighter comes up and he's like hey i'm sorry there's just nothing left so sorry. we found yeah. like Three, we, we found like four bodies but like all there is is like bone and ash and I'm like that dude couldn't be more Canadian if they tried yeah. like not to pick on Canadians but it's like you're setting your because they did film I mean they, there's some LA shots in this but the show for the most part was filmed in Vancouver so a lot yeah. of their extras were Canadian which is fine except for the fact that this is supposed to take place in South California in Southern California 
It's so great. <sighs> Not to say that there aren't like full on Canadians. There probably in are. California. I'm probably it's just it's just one of there probably are plenty of Canadians that moved to Southern California to get away from Canada. So this guy could probably be one of them. It just made me laugh, is all I'm saying. <laughs> oh God. Uh um so this is actually the second uh by the way, this girl that is uh Apparently, David Duchovny could pull some weight on this show because this is the second of David Duchovny's girlfriends to appear in the show, by the way. Because he was also dating Maggie Wheeler, uh, who played, uh, I call her Janice. She was that cop. Yeah, she was the cop. That was also his girlfriend at the time they made that episode. And then in this episode... Well, I mean, if you have have an unidentified object like he does in that, in the (laughs) pants, I mean... No kidding. He probably just probably just walks into the casting office with that speedo on and is just like, "Hey, you're casting my girlfriend in this episode," and they just are like staring at him right off. They're like, "Oh yeah, totally okay." Staring at his speedo, being like, "Whatever you say, Dave. Whatever you say. (laughs) We say, Dave." Don't whip it out, dude. Don't whip it out. Yeah, like just just stop. We'll do whatever you say. Just stop. There was a president that used to do that. I'm trying to think of which one it was. Son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's right on the tip of my brain, too. But it was one of the presidents uh, apparently had a huge dick. And, like, when he wasn't getting his way, like, at meetings, he would just stand up and whip his giant dong out and slap it on the table. And... God, now I'm gonna have to look up who that is too. Tell me your, uh, tell me your story about the real life vampire before we finish. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot to it, but uh, it was my fresh. It was be right before I started college. Uh, I had just met my roommate at the time. You know who he is, mm-hmm. but for all intents and purposes, we're just gonna call him Al. So mm-hmm. uh, Al and I got to know each other and stuff, and he was like, "Hey." I'm working an auto show with a couple people. Yeah, you want to come make some money at, before college, get to know each other, and mm-hmm. just kind of see a bunch of old cars. I was like, sure, why not? So we go do this play at this like big ass field near like a camping campground where you just put in stakes and stuff to, for an auto show, and we started meeting these people around. And there was this one girl that. For all intents and purposes, we're gonna call her Angie, uh, uh, mm-hmm. and so we would hang out a lot uh, during that. But she would always wear all black and always have like sunglasses on, and I wouldn't put anything together or just kind of hang out or just like whatever, cool. Uh, just started hanging out a lot, um, and then over the course of like a week. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we just kept hanging out. Then one night near the end of the week, we were had like a, like a bonfire thing where she came by and she was like, Hey, uh, can I borrow your phone for a second? I need to make a phone call. And I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Gave her my phone. Didn't think anything of it. Like 10 minutes later, she comes back, hands me the phone and, uh, and was just like, Hey, um, I, I, can we talk? Like, can you, uh, can we just go somewhere and talk? And I was just like, yeah, sure. At this point, nothing had happened. Like, mm-hmm. w- like we were just getting to know each other, just kind of a hangout kind of deal. Mm-hmm. 
And so I I was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. So we go into uh, the tent that I was using, and she was like, um, so I want to let you know that I think you're kind of cool, and I think we could do – we'd be really cool if we hung out a lot more. But my master wants me to get some of your blood. And I was just like, um – Whoa! That, what? <laughs> yeah, I had. I, I, I was like, "What are you? What are you talking about?" And she's like, "So, um, I'm a vampire, and wow. which is why I always wear black and sunglasses, and uh, I always try to stay in the shade. Uh, and I have a master." And I was like, "What? Okay." And she's like, "So, I." So that's who I called on your phone was him because I have to run by any relationship stuff by him before I can commit to anything. And part of it is I need some of your blood to put in a little locket for him. Wow. Yeah, this is a this is a completely true uh, story. And I was just like, um... You know, no, no. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I, and so I, I like asked her to. I asked her to leave. Um, uh, I asked her to leave, and she did. Like we were very respect. I was very. I tried to be as respectful mm-hmm. as possible because I, I don't know what's gonna happen. But for the rest of that trip, which was like another week of that, um. She, I would always sleep with, uh, with like these zip ties on my, uh, on my, uh, tent so no one could get in <laughs> when I was in there. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you really, actually, for that. Yeah. By the way, yeah, the, that uh, was, that was weird. By the way, the president that used to whip his dick out to like prove <laughs> he was in control, <laughs> Lyndon Johnson. And apparently he did it a lot. Like if he was having a meeting, he'd make people follow him to the bathroom so he could like whip his dick out at the toilet and they could see how big it was there. He would like such an appropriate name too. Yeah, I know. They he just would give him the Johnson treat. So we're we're just assuming that David Duchovny pulled a Johnson treatment to get all his <laughs> pulled <a> Johnson. <laughs> just would put on that speedo and walk in to get his girlfriend's parts. I'm. That's probably not true, David Duchovny. Please don't sue me. <laughs> Better yet, David Duchovny, come on the show. Say, if Defend you, yourself. Yeah, if you <laughs> actually listen to this show for some fucking reason, please, God, come on and explain that Speedo to me. I want to <laughs> know all about it. <laughs> Maybe model. We will dedicate, I mean, a whole, we, we, we will dedicate a whole hour episode of just talking about you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway... Back to this episode three. Let's wrap this one up, shall we? Final thoughts, yeah. letter grade. Um, like I said, super confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the way it was told and the way it was de- developed uh, into an episode didn't make a lot of sense. It really did just feel like a filler. Mm-hmm. That being said, though, it wasn't like awful compared to some of the ones we've seen before. For sure, I give this like a C plus area yeah i think there's a better episode in here like i think all of the vampire stuff is actually pretty good like the scene the 
uh, opening the cold open with like the killing him in the hot tub is good and the uh, stuff with the sun like all the stuff when he's in custody and eventually burns up is pretty good uh, oh and we never even touched on the fact that like Mulder's wearing the cross and he mentions some but I just feel like they barely touch on the fact that Scully is missing and it needed more of that. Like, he mentions her missing once uh, because Kristen sees the cross on his neck and is like, oh, you're trying to ward me away or keep me away or something. You know, vampires, crosses, that kind of thing. He's like, no, this is just a reminder that I lost someone. So that could have been more and yeah there's a lot of confusing shit going on here with like the vampire's religion and weird erotic shaving scene so uh c plus i agree c yeah, plus on this it's, one it's barely it's just, there's way too many confusing smaller elements in it that kind of bring it down Plus, now I want to. Tr- I might have to call up Angie if I ever find her stuff and be like, "How do you make that kind of blood bread? Do you know how to do that?" <laughs> Super weird. Super yeah. weird. All right. Well, then that one's gonna wrap this one up. Next week's episode is like I said at the beginning of this episode. Spoiler alert: The Return of Scully. It's titled One Breath. So later later the fbi's most unwanted is a production of two broke geeks entertainment and is part of the atomic geekdom network find the flagship two broke geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com you can find the atomic geekdom network at atomicgeekdom.com Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks. Thanks.